Shock Hour. Profiling the businesses, organizations, and people that make Trenton better. Hello friends and welcome to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host Jacques Howard. You're watching over WPHY channel 25 covering all of Mercer County, New Jersey and you're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station and a two-time stellar award station as well. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, WIMG 1300. The Trenton 365 show has a Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at Trenton365 and the website Trenton365.com. Lots of information to get out to you, but before we do that, I want to make sure that everyone understands the importance of today being Election Day. Now, regardless of what your political affiliations are or whether or not you choose to vote for either one of these candidates or someone else, exercise your vote. Many, many people of all different backgrounds have lived, died, and sacrificed for this opportunity for us, those of us who are here to vote. That goes for men, women, and children who are 18 years old. So please exercise your vote to exercise your right to vote. Now in the studio with me is Angeline Dean and Princess Hoagland. Uh, these ladies I've been spending a great deal of time with the last several months of going over lots of different things about community organizing here in the capital city of New Jersey. And we're going to get into all those details. But like I always like to do with my guests, I like for them to introduce themselves and then for them to tell a little bit of information about who they are, a little teaser because nine, 60 minutes isn't enough time for you to get a full scope of who they are and what they're doing, especially these two beautiful women. So Princess and uh, Angeline, either one of you step up and introduce yourselves and give a little background about your history. Hi, my name is Princess Hoagland and I'm a lifelong resident of Trenton, New Jersey. And I really want to become more involved in my community, something that I had hesitated in doing previously. But now I just feel this um, just heavy desire to, to be more civically involved. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Good evening and thank you for having me, Mr. Jacques Howard. Always, My name is Angeline Dean. Um, I'm here today representing the Citizens Campaign, facilitator of the Citizens Campaign. Um, here in the city of Trenton, I also have a nonprofit known as My Eternal Family. I'm an organizer, activist, liaison, empowerment specialist, whatever you want to do, call me that has anything to do with making our communities better, providing holistic opportunities for barriers to be dismantled and our people to be transformed along with our communities that's who I am and I think that's perfect that princess you went first and Angeline you followed up with that great uh, introduction so throughout this uh, interview this conversation that we're going to have we're gonna be jumping back and back and forth talking about lots of different things how people can be civically engaged mm -hmm. but as a community organizer and I get this all the time when people say you're a community organizer like it's some sort of a buzzword mm -hmm. nowadays can you just explain a bit more about what does it mean to be a community organizer sure um, Actually, what it really means is somebody who's willing to go in the trenches, somebody who's willing to spend time in the community with the people, someone who's willing to build relationships um, all throughout the community and then begin to organize to create what we all, another buzzword, that movement, right? Mm -hmm. So that movement that creates change, empowers people, educates people, and like I always say, dismantles barriers, dismantles mindsets, creates a shift, and then not only just creates a shift, 
but makes things happen, creates change, transforms. So. Mm-hmm. And when people hear those buzzwords, movement, uh, community organizer, I think oftentimes they get this idea in their mind like people going in trying to be disruptive or mm-hmm. trying to break things. Well, it's not always about that. If a mm-hmm. system is in place that um, is uh, creates a... a, a a, a disenfranchisement of the people who are in that community, then of course, then we've got to look at those issues and say, mm-hmm. well, maybe maybe there needs to be some changes, et cetera. But there's often times where there's positive things that are taking place and community organizers come in and help galvanize the people and share that information as well. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I agree with you. There are, and, you, and that's a major part of being an organizer. You have to know when, when it's time and if it's time to disrupt because sometimes you do have to but then as princess and i are here today representing the citizens campaign there's another side um to this i don't really call it advocacy too much because advocacy and organizing i kind of put together because you have to know when to do what but what i like about the campaign is we also train how to take that no blame approach and create solutions civically minded solutions that again a community organizer going into that community listens to the heartbeat of the community listens to the voices of the community i don't come in here and try to tell you what you want to do in your community right so that's not an organizer that's a dictator so with the with the trust that's what we do so we also teach from a no blame approach and i think it's awesome to be able to know how to flip flop and to do both great and we're going to get into the trenton civic trust in a moment bonjolini i want to stick with you Give a little bit of background about what the Citizens Campaign is. A little history about the organization, and then we'll transition that right into the Trenton Civic Trust. Sure. So the Citizens Campaign is a nonpartisan organization um, that actually goes into communities. Here's what um, the everyday citizens of or residents of that community or people that work in that community want to do to make their city better. So we operate off of um, three principles. It must be solutions-oriented, it must be cost-effective, and it must benefit the community as a whole. And then in doing those three things, it must also take on, like I said before, that no-blame approach. Mm -hmm. And uh, regarding the no-blame approach, Mm -hmm. I'd like for you to give an example of that. And for the folks who are listening and watching, oftentimes when people go in, organizations go in, it's very much, there's a lot of emotion and a lot of passion and a lot of Mm finger-pointing. But the one thing that I like about the... uh, the Trenton Civic Trust, as well as the Citizens Campaign, is that it is the no-blame approach, meaning, mm-hmm. okay, we're recognizing where we are as, as a community, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing our history, but we're coming together in the present time to say, okay, we understand all the different moving parts here, but let's talk about it, mm-hmm. and let's and let's come to some sort of a solution where we can all benefit, and mm-hmm. it's going to work better for us that way. Because most of us know that if you're put in a situation where someone is pointing a finger yes. um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, more than likely you're going to shut down. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a position of power, when you shut down, that means nothing changes and nothing improves, which is one of the reasons why I'm supportive of what the Citizens Campaign has done Mm -hmm. in the past and what we're going to be doing in the very near future with the Trenton (laughs) Civic Trust as I transition this over to the lovely (laughs) Princess Hoagland, who is the, we're going to call you the co-facilitator of the Trenton Civic Trust. Excellent. So uh, in the opening, you mentioned that you're more civically engaged now, right. and you've got aspirations to be even more civically that engaged. Right. Talk about how you got to this point. You know, I've been inspired 
by some really terrific people, and one of them is sitting here to my right. Uh, I, I first met Angeline at an event where it was for um, expungement, an expungement event, and I was representing another organization, UMA, Urban Mental Health Alliance. And what I saw Angeline do, she, she was a, a take-charge person. She had everything organized and, and made sure everyone was in his or her place, but I saw in her that, that desire to help people, and I, I just was so moved by what she was doing and what the community was doing at, at, at large, lawyers coming in and helping people understand what their rights are or whether or not they were, um, they qualified for an, for expungement. Then later on, I, I saw Angeline at another meeting. It was the Trenton Neighborhood Restoration Committee meeting. And after that meeting, Angeline pulled me aside and told me about the um, citizens' campaign and that I should visit one of the Trenton Civic Trust meetings, and that's how I got involved with it. So I'm really happy to have met her on those two occasions because it's people like her that get people like me motivated to do more and to find out more about what we can do to help ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I like how you put that as well because the welfare mentality works multiple ways, but one of the ones that I've been sharing is the people who want a hand out, mm -hmm. but also the people who want to give a hand out and say, keep those people in that situation where they are. Not necessarily saying we want to improve everyone together and share the same information with everyone. Let's just give them a little bit over here so they stay in, in their particular place. And I know that that's something that we've talked about uh, happening here in Trenton because Mercer County is a very wealthy community, a wa very wealthy county. New Jersey is a very wealthy state. And uh, oftentimes when you have pockets of, of poverty or whatever that poverty looks like, whether it's incarceration, mass incarceration, um, sexism, classism, any of those different things taking place, oftentimes there's other surrounding communities that want to keep that in a very isolated situation. So that's why when I talk about the welfare mentality, it's not the traditional meaning. It's literally, it's the meaning of people wanting to say, okay, I'm going to help those people but as long as those people stay where they are. And just to piggyback off of that a little bit, that whole hands out, I also have the mentality of the people that you're talking about. I see that nucleus of people here, and I think that's what drives me the most. They're not so much looking for a hand out. They're looking for a hand up. And so it's up to incumbent about you know upon people like ourselves to go in and help pull them up and I don't mean that in a negative way you know sometimes they just don't know how they don't know what to do they don't know how to do it and so people like us sitting around this table that have the resources that's all they need they just need that help to say you know what if you could show me how to do this that's then right. I can do this I don't always need you to give me something or I don't need you to give me a dollar you know and I get annoyed when people think in that type of manner that, oh, and those people, who are those people, you know? Exactly. We all a paycheck away, I say it all the time, paycheck, <laughs> anything can happen at any given right. point in time. And so when I think about that, I, I say in the office, the neighborhood became the hood when we stopped becoming neighbors, mm -hmm. right? So what is, who is your neighbor and what is your neighbor, right? So if she's my neighbor and I know she's looking to do what she was looking mm -hmm. to do, become more involved, then I, I am responsible 
responsible because she is my neighbor, because she is my sister, to say, here, come here. I'm going to show you how to do this. Mm -hmm. And she took the ball, she took the baton, and now she's the co-facilitator. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So that's how it works. Each one reach one, and that's how you build a movement. Exactly. And, and coming from a faith perspective, um, you know, we always talk about the good news, those of us who are Christians. Mm -hmm. Talk about sharing the good news and the gospel, what that actually means and what it looks like. Because that's what started that whole movement. I mean, Christ mm -hmm. was technically a community organizer right. and and so it behooves us to start thinking about some of those principles that he taught mm -hmm. and uh, so, some of those principles that that he shared and how can we embark on that mm -hmm. and how can we actually make those changes in modern day society and do the same thing and I love when you said the hood the hood became the hood when we took the neighbor out of it the neighborhood became the hood when we stopped being neighbors. neighbors. There we and go. so, so many times, though, even in that, we don't know why we stopped. People don't understand why we stopped becoming neighbors. It wasn't because I don't like my neighbor. It was because of those things, those issues that started coming about, those policies that started coming about, um, that pulled the father out of the house, those policies that came about that didn't bring the resources into the city, those policies that came about that when we look at Horizon healthcare and now we got to say uh, we got to fight now for this and fight now for that and it, you know it's just so much that is compounded in people's lives today so again I don't want anybody to think I'm saying that in a negative manner because there's so many things that's thrown at us all Mm -hmm. distractions I call them but they're real life they're mm -hmm. real yes. you know so princess um Connecting with Angeline and um, being in a, in a situation where you wanted to be more actively involved in, in how the community where you lived, you and your family lived, what does it feel like now to be someone who's actually leading the organization of citizens here in Trenton who are who feel like-minded about who are like-minded and think the same way and feel the way that you do? How does that feel to be leading that organization now? Well, I never thought about it as leading facilitating, just making sure things happen and people, um, I guess, give them, help them get uh, access to resources. Okay, I don't know about leading, but I, I just hope that, <laughs> I, I, what I hope to be able to do is to let people know that we all have to start somewhere. You know, I, I'm learning, I'm a babe in this, even though I'm in my 50s. You know, I'm learning how to do it because I never thought that I needed to be involved. I always looked to somebody else to take care of that. You know, it will get better. I don't know how it's going to get better. Those who know how to do it will do it. And I just vote. That was my only part in it, I, I felt. But knowing that I do have a responsibility to know what people I elect are supposed to do and hold them accountable. That's where, where I am now and I, I can't for the life of me tell you why I didn't feel like this before. I just didn't feel it. I just didn't feel a part that I had a say, that I had a voice. I, I, and I, I think that other people feel the way I do. We just don't know how to do it. Civics is, was not taught in school. We took social studies, but I don't know how government works. And what the citizen campaign does, it, it helps teach you how it works. And, and it, it, just like you said, it behooves you to just go out there and find out more about it. They give you the basics, but find out more, especially for your area, for, for Trenton. I need to know who my council people are before I never knew. I, did, I, I had no idea what their role was. 
was. And I'm just hoping now that I, I, we have the internet and the city of Trent has a website, but I hope that they do more of a push and, and contact people through Facebook, through emails or whatever it may be, even if we are able to sign up on, on, on the website to give our email addresses so that we are um, informed when those civic meetings, I mean, those um, council meetings are taking place. I just feel that we all should be involved and if we are invited in and made to feel a part of it, we want to participate. I just feel that most of us do want to participate. Mm -hmm. And I have to interject here, you may not in the current moment feel as though you're leading, but I'm telling you mm -hmm. from my perspective, you are leading and you're helping to lead me and the rest of the others in the Trenton Civic Trust as we make progress, as we identify different issues, as we come up with different solutions, as we come up with brainstorming sessions. You being a facilitator, you are leading in some capacity and being here representing the Trenton Civic Trust, going out to the world, you are leading. So I had to just tell you that and to encourage you and say thank you because I'm supportive of what you're doing. And I appreciate how you're doing it, and I think that you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you, Sean. And the mere fact, and I want to just say I agree as well, um, because when she was saying that, I'm like, no, honey, you are a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, you and you need to know that you're a leader because if you don't see yourself as a leader, mm -hmm. you want other people to see yourself as a leader. So it has to start with you first. And the mere fact that she talked about now that she went to a council meeting. That's taking a step. That's taking a step up. How many people in the city have never been to a council meeting or a school board meeting or don't know who their council people are or their assembly people are? So that is moving forward. So you are a leader. We, we, we're not going to say that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, won't, we won't have that happen. And if so, anybody send me an email. I'll put you in touch with her and you can tell her that she's a leader. Yes, so um, yes. while we're on, on a subject of emails and so forth, why don't you both share your contact information so that someone in the listening audience, if they'd like to chat with you more, they can reach out to you. Either one of you can go first. Okay. Um, if it's citizens campaign related, then I'm Angeline, A-N-G-E-L-I-N-E, -E, at the citizens campaign, all one word, dot org. Um, if it's about any of the other work that I do, they can contact me at uh, a A-N-G-1, Dean, my last name, D-E-A-N, at yahoo.com. A-N-G-1, Dean, at yahoo.com. Okay, mm -hmm. Princess? You can reach me at P-G Hoagland, my last name is H-O-A-G-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. Great. So this Trenton Civic Trust. Let's talk about the history of that group or that committee of residents coming together in Trenton. So the Trenton Civic Trust, um, how was it formed? What is the Trenton Civic Trust and how was it formed? Um, that came about when I came into the organization. That's where I came into the organization. I think previously you were going to a lot of the networking events mm -hmm. and um, when the shift took place and then I came on board, um, it was decided that we have to do more than just networking. That's not empowerment. So how can we build something that's really going to empower people? So then that's, that's how that whole thing came about, putting the trust together and really finding like-minded individuals who wanted to transform their communities. Mm -hmm. and, and as a community organizer, I want to give you kudos, kudos um, publicly, mm -hmm. because when you started the networking event, you chose a location right here in the city of Trenton 
that was familiar to a lot of people and it was an up-and-coming you know small business the Trenton Social and you brought a lot of people into that organization into that business who hadn't known about it before as a networking opportunity you had wonderful speakers sharing information about what was going on with the organization and then when the, the it transitioned to the Trenton Civic Trust now you've partnered with an educational institution here in the city as well and we meet on a monthly basis mm -hmm. and we have a very clear set agenda we're always inviting more people to come in mm -hmm. and we're taking very specific steps to address several different issues mm -hmm. i know um uh, for some we won't be able to go into details now but some of those issues deal with the trenton green team mm -hmm. and um uh Which storm water campaign yep. forms. and mm -hmm. yeah, correct mm -hmm. uh storm water and water runoff issues we're talking about safety not in the context of just a uh, law enforcement but also in the context of lighting <laughs> about what are we doing uh, as far as in our neighborhoods to making sure that they're, that they're, the lighting is upgraded and uh, the trees are being planted uh -huh. and different uh -huh. things of that nature so this isn't just a, a political uh, organization or a political movement this is truly a social organization that is addressing different issues that people in the neighborhoods wherever those neighborhoods are uh -huh. how they handle things um, specifically I just want to say with Franklin Parks Northeast Block Association where I live We've got residents who are getting together and we're going on walks and we're identifying different things in a neighborhood. Uh -huh. Hey, those those curbs are cracked or there's a pothole or there's street signage that's not right or there's lighting uh -huh. that needs uh -huh. to be addressed. And um, the Citizens Campaign through the Trenton Civic Trust has come up with a wonderful way of saying, hey, how do we compile all of this information uh -huh. and how do we get it to the proper people in the city government so that we can start addressing those issues and then starting to say, well, hey, why are we doing things the way we've been doing them for 50, yes. 60, 70 years? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not applicable now for us to have no stop signs. Maybe we need more stop signs. Okay, well, what do we need to do mm -hmm. to go through the process of having a stop sign put in? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now we realize, okay, there's a, there's a pro pro protocol for that. We've got to get the engineering department involved and the uh, Trenton Civic Trust and the Citizens Campaign now works together and says, Okay, well, we've got lawyers on staff where we can start asking them questions. How is this done in other cities and in other communities? And we can compile that information now when we present it through leaders like Princess. When we go to city council, now city council can say, well, wait a minute. In comparison, all the ducks are in a row. This has been done in other parts of the city. Yeah, let's do it. Let's rubber stamp it, which is part of what we civically engage, what it all really means. I want to say thank because you're naming everybody else, but that was your baby, yeah. the Neighborhood Improvement <laughs> Plan. So I want to make you. sure we give you, you your props for thank that. You. And I don't want to take, um, um, I don't like taking credit for something that I didn't do. And that whole meeting place around networking, that was Darren Freedom Green. So I oh, can't great. I can't take that. Um, that was something that he put together. I came on as that, as we were transitioning out of that. Mm -hmm. But we were, but you know, we're all of the same mindset again, you know, um, keeping it in the city of Trenton, um, supporting those businesses. Even when, when I order food, it has to be from Trenton. You know, um, we got to give back to the community, so that mindset. So I wanted to acknowledge you, and I wanted to just make a little correction. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you for, for that. And, mm -hmm. and folks, um, you've heard me uh, mention 
Darren Freedom Green before on many occasions, and he's been a guest on the Trenton 365 show, another wonderful person who's doing some amazing things, multi-generational family that is actively involved in, in improving the city of Trenton in lots of different uh, areas, not just as a community organizer, but the faith-based community, um, being connected in politics as well. I mean, big shout out to uh, Darren Freedom Green. My so. partner in my eternal family. Yes. yes. Right. And we're going to get into my eternal family because I know you've got some some interesting news that you'd like to share that I don't even know about yet, folks. So it's going to be it's going to be an exclusive here. <laughs> but Princess, I want to shift things back over to you. And um, you had mentioned something that was that was very interesting to me. Um, you mentioned that you thought, hey, I, I vote, I do the process, I do what I do, and that's someone else takes care of that. And for whatever reason, whether it was just let's just say it was the time. For you to say, well, no, I need to do a bit more than that. And then the stars aligned or whatever it was. <laughs> and then you start meeting a couple people and now you're into this flow. When you look back, and I'm not saying that it was looking back, not bad. But I mean, when you look at before you were this involved in the community, what do you see is the biggest difference from the person you are now to the person you were before you were as actively involved? Again, I just have to say that I didn't feel that I had permission to enter. Mm. That's and, good. And it, it seems as though as an elite few who get to make the decisions, who get to be invited mm -hmm. into things to even know what's happening. So I, I just feel that for some reason I'm meeting people who have had the doors open for them a little bit and, and, and is letting me peek through. Mm. So that's why I feel that, hey, maybe we all, <laughs> weren't we all supposed to be able to do this? Mm. And I'm just trying to understand why the, the doors were closed or, or is, are closed to most of us. I, I'm, I'm not quite understanding why that is. And I don't want to make assumptions. I know what I might feel, but it may be because of my naivete that I feel this way. Maybe there, there, there's a real good reason, but I'm just trying to find that out. I'm on a journey. So I'm, I'm not often speechless, as, as one can imagine, but I am a bit now. Um, because you said some things that were um, very interesting. Um, the feeling of not necessarily knowing that you can you could be a part of this process and in my mind I'm thinking what went wrong culturally where someone involved who's born and raised in a community wasn't fully encouraged to be involved in the process of the community where they live and you know I get a chance to travel all over and um, I often tell people if I would not be able to go from my city and go to another city and tell them how to do what they would do. Mm -hmm. So why is it okay for someone to come from another city into Trenton and tell Trentonians what they should do without listening, without hearing what they're doing? And I think that there's some sort of a connect between that and what you just said. The fact that you're born and raised Trentonian, um, you've gone through the process of life, you've got family, 
you're functioning in society, you voted, you do vote, you're doing all these wonderful things. How come no one tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, this is how this is done. And why don't we just share more about how that process works so that you could have been, you could have maybe have experienced this when you were in grade school or I could have instead of being 40 years old and just getting into the process of it. Um, if I can just interject a little bit on that, um, because I loved when you said, I didn't feel as though I had permission to yes. enter in. That's powerful, but that's bondage, right? Mm. And so in hearing what you just said in relation to what she just said, takes me back to Ferguson. And I heard the same thing there. Um, when I was working with the young people down there, I heard the same, and, and the adults, the same thing. And sometimes, yes, it's those people coming in telling you what you should be doing without listening. But let's also be real. Sometimes it benefits those people in power for you not to be able to peek in. It benefits sometimes those people in power for you not to know. And then sometimes it's generational, right? So when I look at, and or when I sat and had conversations with my youth down there um, who are doing wonderful things now, now they're taking over their city. But listening to them speak, their grandmother didn't do it. Their grandfather didn't do it. Their dad, their parents didn't do it. So when all and everything broke out and broke loose, they were the ones that said, not another generation. I'm not doing this. And many of them, it cost them their families. Many of them were ready to die for this. Many of them went to jail, were beaten. They paid the cost. But they said, we have to do this so that our kids, the next generation, doesn't stay in bondage how we are in bondage now. But I think we have to look at also it benefits people. It lines some pockets for us not to um, be able to peek inside. So we're going to talk about that a bit more mm -hmm. at the break. Folks, you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show over WIMG 1300 as well as WPHY Channel 25. Archives of this and other interviews are on the website Trenton365.com. We'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, Trenton like the city, the number 365 show at gmail.com. The website is trenton365.com. In the studio with me is Angeline Dean, uh, who is representing the, the Citizens Campaign, but also My Eternal Family, which is her mm -hmm. nonprofit organization. And she's got some breaking news she's going to share shortly. And Princess Hoagland, who is the co facilitator we'll say for right now okay. co-facilitator of the Trenton Civic Trust which was born out of the C citizens campaign and I'm a part of that here in the city of Trenton we're doing lots of different things such as sharing information about the political process about being civically engaged um, neighborhood uh, associations all the wonderful things that help to bring together and galvanize the community based upon the people who are in the community. So, Angeline, I want to yes. go back to you before okay. we rehash a little bit of um, the, the earlier half of the program. Okay. I want you to share this great breaking news that you have, please. 
Well, I'll tell you one of the breaking news. I have to come back for the other one. Okay, once that'll work. That'll work. But <clears throat> as you know, we won a state grant um, where we're going to be working with some of the youth here in the city of Trenton, um, uh, building communities and breaking down silos. And so we wrote it from the perspective of, for me as an outsider that was coming into the city, um, I kept seeing, so the Hispanic live here, the African Americans live here, the Haitians live here, the Africans live here. And even when I hear people in leadership speak, it's always divisive. And I don't see that it builds bridges or communities together. And so in talking to, as I said, my, my partner, Darren, you know, I was like, Free, this, this, this doesn't make sense. This is not uniting communities, right? So we wrote it from the perspective of, we're gonna start with some of the leaders who are gonna bring some of their youth from the Hispanic Latino community, sit with the leaders who are bringing some of their youth from the African-American community. And we're gonna not just teach civics, but we're also going to speak about culture. And then we have a community engagement project that's going to take place as well. And so when the, when the state wrote it up, they wrote it up along the lines of building peace in the community. And so we jumped right on it because that was something that we had talked about doing. And even when I came to the Citizens Campaign, I'm like, why aren't we teaching the youth? You know, like the next generation, they're the ones that we should be really focusing on. And so one of my girlfriends said to me, why are you waiting for everybody else to do it? Do it yourself. And I was like, mm, I guess she told me. So <laughs> I said, all right, let's do it. Right. So that's one of the things. And, you know, we've had some other big things just happened this week but I, they're not totally solidified just yet so I can't speak on that but I do want to also say that on November 28th from 6 to 8 at St. Francis we're going to be hosting one last chance to hear about this bail form bail reform that's coming um, January 1st 2017 and city of Trenton state of New Jersey who whoever they need to be, you need to be there. I'm making a plea now. You need to be there because um, this is something that even the prosecutor's office are saying they don't fully understand. So if we have a bail reform that's coming that the people who are doing this reform are still trying to learn and they still don't understand. We need to be there to hear how that's going to affect our communities because let's just keep it real, nine times out of 10, it affects us first. Mm -hmm. And so I also wanted to say um, that on November 14th at 10 a.m. in committee room 12 at the State House here in Trenton, the Judiciary Committee will um, be there to discuss this legislative reform around this whole bail system. So we have um, a couple, couple of the assemblymen and uh, assemblywoman Oliver, and they're going to talk about um, does this new bail reform have a discriminatory component that affects impoverished, disenfranchised, and people communities and people of color. And we need to be there. We need to hear what's about to happen in our communities. So it was right on time. So when I got that information today, I also locked down the information for November 28th. So someone from the prosecutor's office will be there at St. Francis. They're gonna be there from six to seven. Um, we also have the manager, 
her, Alexandria, I don't even want to try to, I don't want to mess her last name up, but I think it's Staropoli, who is the manager and she's a, an attorney. And she is coming to answer some questions and also speak about what this new bail reform is. She's um, the manager of the Drug Alliance Policy Group. Okay. So um, it's last chance because they're not doing any more. They did this one for us because we asked them to do it. We're hoping to even bring um, the parents, get the parents from these schools involved. Because one of the things we were trying to do is um, have someone from the prosecutor's office go into the schools to talk about this new bail reform and how it, how it will affect our youth. But that didn't happen. So hopefully, again, on November 28th from 6 to 8 at St. Francis in their cafeteria, um, people will come out for that. So the breaking news is we were excited about the grant, which you will also be a part of, um, working with youth to uh, begin to help them become more civically engaged, understand the civic process, also culturally understand that while we're fighting each other, good hair, back, uh, bad hair, light skin, dark skin, oh, you're from Puerto Rico, oh, you're from Guatemala, oh, you're Latino, all, you, all that foolishness, laws and policies are being made to keep our communities disenfranchised, and it's time now to disseminate those barriers, build bridges, and break those silos. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that. Um, I, was, I was making a note here, and um, I remember the, the saying from when I was a child, United we stand, mm -hmm. divided we fall. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what I believe we're doing now, is that we're trying to get everyone together. Let's get people to the table. We may not look like each other, we may not speak mm -hmm. the same native tongues, but we're all here. You know, and I like to use the old hip-hop adage, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. Mm -hmm. And we're here right now. So it behooves us to say, hey, look, how can I make this situation the best that it can be where I am right now? And what do I need to do to be a part of that? And that is exactly what you did. You said, I've been here, and I didn't think this was for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Now you do know. And now look what you're doing. You're facilitating and you're leading a group of other like-minded mm -hmm. people so that we can say, okay, how many other issues do we want to address? And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to be groundbreaking or big or, or changing uh, anything. It just may be something as simple as like, hey, well, how come we don't have more lights? <laughs> mm -hmm. Something as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So again, you are that leader and uh, we are standing behind you, in front of you, and on your sides mm -hmm. edifying you as we move forward. So let's transition and talk a bit about the Trenton Civic Trust and the Citizens Campaign and the Citizens Pledge, which um, I, I've heard so much about um, from my time with the Citizens Campaign. What would you like to say to the people who are listening uh, and they're questioning, well, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the website for the, the citizenscampaign.org and I see this Citizens Pledge or the Civic Pledge. What is that? Right, and that civic pledge is really, it's just to get you focused on what you can do. It, it's, it's just a, something very easy. It's, you, you're saying it and it's becoming a part of you. And I, I'll like, I'd like to say the civic pledge, Please. if I may. The civic pledge says, I pledge to leave my community and country better than I found them by pursuing practical solutions instead of just pointing out problems and assigning blame. And the principles of that pledge, and Angeline did say this, but I'm just going to reiterate, the sol solutions must be based on evidence of success, cost-effective, and advance 
in a no-blame manner. So we're going to just talk about issues that we want to address and then come up with ways that we can, we can fix those problems. And if we need to have our city officials in, involved, we're going to understand the way in which we are to approach them so that they are receptive to our request and listen to what solutions we've come up with. So that's, that's all it is. It's very simple. And what I'd like, and I, I hope that Angeline's um, organization gets an, another grant so they can help people my age, <laughs> not just the children. <laughs> we want People my age want to become more civically aware. We want to learn, too. Well, that might be a part of your next exclusive. Um, oh, okay. um, we have been asked to do some, some more things, and it's some more things that in looking at the pockets of what's necessary and what we feel are needed, and then people like you saying just what you said. Um, so we're working with, and I want to give a shout-out to Assemblywoman Moyo, and Joanne Povia, her chief of staff, that works with us on any and everything that we do. Um, you know, I, I like the Citizens Campaign because we work on solutions that are evidence-based. But I like working with her, with that, um, with the Assemblywoman and her chief of staff because that's policy change. And they both go hand in hand. Um, and so we're looking at some things to also teach around that. And that's coming soon as well. And again, kudos to you for bringing that up because that is how the process works in our government. You can have as much excitement as you want, but at some point you have to change policy or introduce policy. Mm -hmm. And that has to be done from a legislative side. Now, everyone knows that politicians, their main focus is getting elected and getting re-elected and if they can do both without doing a lot of work mm -hmm. more than likely that's what they're going to do mm -hmm. but that old saying the squeaky wheel gets the oil mm -hmm. now if you have a galvanized group of people together who have the understanding and the knowledge can prove evidence wise low cost or no cost mm -hmm. and the ability to carry out the actions of that that is a win-win for any politician mm -hmm. because a politician knows, male or female, regardless of what they look like or their constituents, that if they do that, they know I can go back to them later mm -hmm. and I'm going to at least have the audience because a lot of politicians, they don't get the opportunity to get the complete audience of, of what they're looking for or who they're looking for. So it's, it's, uh, it works on both sides. The politician needs the community to be involved in the process, mm -hmm. and the community, it is up to us to hold them accountable for the mm -hmm. position that they've been elected to. And if that means, hey, we want to change the speed limit to 15 miles an hour, okay, we'll show the proof of that and take that to those politicians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's that simple. And that's why I said I wanted to give a, a shout out to Assemblywoman Moyo and Joanne Povia because they hear, they listen, and they're like, you know what, I don't, I, they may live in Mercer County, but they don't live in the city of Trenton. And they recognize Mercer County over here is different than the city yes. of Trenton yes. over here. And 
um, what I like about them is they understand the importance of community mm -hmm. and they understand the importance of engaging in that community, being in the community. And um, one of the things that we are really, not just through my work with the Citizens Campaign, but also through the work that Darren and I do with My Eternal Family is helping people understand that the government works for you. Right. Right. This you are the power, really not them. <laughs> if we really want to tell the truth about this, the government works for you. And and so that's why it's so powerful for voices like Princess to talk about how she became involved and understood that her voice now has power and she has power. Mm -hmm. And then when she says they weren't accepted in, because sometimes they don't want you to know that, mm -hmm. right? And so we're, we're working to build that bottom-up approach instead of top-down. Or if top is coming down, you're going to meet us halfway, mm -hmm. Some, right? And we're going to do this thing together. But what I like about the Citizens Campaign, too, is if you don't want to meet us, we do know how to go around. Exactly. And so you're going to hear from us one way or another. This is our community, and we have just as much as say than you do. And I'm, I'm hoping that with this whole new push, this whole new movement, people will begin to realize the power of themselves, mm -hmm. the power of their voices, and that, again, they the government works for them. They don't work for government. And and be able to name five things, five things over the course of how the four years that somebody's been in office or the two years that somebody's been. Can you tell me five things that those people have done? And if they haven't done anything in five years, why do you keep voting them back in and then complain? Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have organizations like this to show you, like, mm -mm, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 you need to become aware. Yeah, and uh, so that is where I actually let the rabbit out of the hat a little bit about one of my latest initiatives. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing some research on um, the political parties here in Mercer County, New Jersey. Now, most people know that this region is very diverse. Mm -hmm. Lots of different people, more than 40 different countries that are represented here. There's a lot happening here in this region. But if we were to ask, who's in office in Heightstown, which is part of Mercer County, and who's in office in Robbinsville or in Hopewell, and are those folks coming together? And are they trying to come together in a way to share knowledge, wisdom, um, cross-promote what each other are doing, regardless of political affiliation or parties. And I said to myself, well, I know a lot of people, probably in, in every town in the county, said, you know what? I don't think I've ever invited all of those politicians on to give them an opportunity to share the good, the bad, and the ugly mm -hmm. that's happening in their communities, mm -hmm. and for them to do that. Because that's just going to make our county better. If we can come together and say, well, hey, this is how they're doing it in Trenton, and they're doing it like this in Ewing, and Hopewell's doing this, and Robbinsville's doing this, and then we can cross-promote it. Because if we are that, and since we're on the air in the FCC, I won't use the terminology I would like to use, <laughs> but since we're that bad, A blank blank, then why don't we address these issues of classism and homelessness and, and drug addiction. We have the resources to do it. And if we can't do that here, mm -hmm. how can we expect to do it on a much larger, broader scale, such as the nation mm -hmm. or another country? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's enough interest 
And there's definitely enough people and enough, enough resources mm -hmm. for us to address these things, such as literacy, for us to start doing it. And I think that, like Princess, you got into the game. You weren't just sitting off to the side, you know, complaining and whining and pointing the finger and being a, a Monday morning quarterback. You got into the game mm -hmm. and said, I want to be a part of this and I want to actively be a part of this. Folks, history is being made right now. And do you want to be a part of that history or do you just want to watch it? But either way, it's happening and you can't stop it. So if we have a love and a passion for children and, and other people coming along and other family members and the community where we live, then we need to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And doing something about it is simply, hey, let's get together and let's have a conversation mm -hmm. and let's listen to what the other person is saying and hear what they're saying, honor and respect their words the same as we would want our words to be honored and respected and come up with some sort of a solution. No, we're not going to have a pie in the sky and everyone's not going, going to agree on the same exact right. thing. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I love filet mignon, but I don't want to eat it every day of the week. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and I know no one wants a community that's so homogeneous. Mm -hmm. But if we can come together and say, okay, look, you know, Angeline feels this way and Princess feels this way and Lady Essence feels the way she does and Jacques feels the way that he does, but we can come together and figure this out because we're trying to build something better for everyone, then it's just going to be a better situation all the way. So that's, that's my goal. That's that's, that's my soapbox. So we we thank you on behalf again of my eternal family because you came down with us and celebrated us when we launched our first community conversation, doing just that, mm -hmm. bringing the community together to talk, to hear, to ask questions, bring maybe those experts, those professionals in that are out there in other areas and not just here in the city of Trenton, yes. but they they they're out in the other communities right and they're traveling and um, they're saying no this is what's going on here and this is what's going on there and so you came out when we had dr. James Peterson yes. right when he uh, director of Africana studies at Lehigh and MSNBC consultant and he talked about the intersectionality of systems mm -hmm. and how do we break that and how do we transform our community so yeah you're right this bail reform on November 28th is just like that another one of those community conversations because we need to know is it going to affect us is it not going to affect us mm -hmm. you know and we need to understand that how this came about which was something I thought was pretty interesting is it was a question on the uh, voting ballot, but again, they didn't ask the community, how did you want to shape this? So now it's easier to blame us if this doesn't work because they'll say, this is what you voted for, but yet the community was not a piece of it in putting it together. So that's why the community needs to come out to find out what, what just happened. Speaking of community coming out, um, the Trenton Civic Trust. Why don't you share about our meetings, right? And and how people can actually take the steps that you did to come out and say, "Hey, look, I want to know more about this." Well, we generally have a meeting once per month, and it's the generally a third, um, the fourth. I'm sorry, the fourth Tuesday of the month. We have a date set. Now I remember that I, I got an email about the date, and that it was. For this month, that it was confirmed, but I don't. Uh, what November twenty second. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> November twenty second mm -hmm. at five thirty p.m. Mm -hmm. at the Thomas Edison 
university is Thomas Edison University mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the address that I have 111, but I think it, 111 mm -hmm. West State Street, mm -hmm. Trenton, New Jersey. And I really, I, I want to encourage everybody just to come out and hear what is going on. You don't have to make any commitments. Mm -hmm. Just come out and listen and just be a part of it. Go to the Citizens Campaign website mm -hmm. or, or on Facebook you can find the Citizen Campaign. Just go and just check out what, it, what, it, what the philosophy is and just see for yourself how you can become involved and come out to those meetings, please do that. And let me uh, reiterate some of that information. So the fourth Tuesday of every month, right. November 22nd, 2016, beginning at 5.30, we have a wonderful meal provided by the Citizens Campaign, um, usually from a local restaurant, and the food is always delicious. Delicious. And then at 6 p.m., we start the meeting. We run from 6 from 6 p.m. to approximately 8. We all chip in to do a cleanup. Some of us have to break out early because I've got to come here. I've got a gig. <laughs> I've got to take care of. But I am there at those meetings. And the meetings are, are very well attended. Um, you don't have to be a resident of Trenton. But you do have to be someone who is interested in the city of Trenton and making the city of Trenton better as a community, as a whole. You can go to the website Citizens Campaign dot org you can get the information there or you can do a Facebook search for Trenton Civic Trust we do have a Facebook page as well and you can also send me an email and I can help you out with that Trenton 365 show at gmail.com we've got a couple of minutes left princess and Angeline what I'd like for you both to do is to the people who are listening or who are watching, who are those people like, ah, I'm not really sure if this is me, I'm not really interested, or I, I was born in Trenton, but I haven't been to Trenton in years, and all those <laughs> other whatever they are, those things that people think, and, and I know I do it too. What would you like to tell them about what's taking place in Trenton? about organizations like My Eternal Family, the Triton Civic Trust, the Citizens Campaign, and how would you encourage them? Mm, I'll let you go first, because you're, you're the example. Well, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, I love Trenton, and I think that anybody who was born and raised here ha have an affinity towards our city. So just, just know that if you were successful, and many of us are successful, many of us furthered our education and we did great things, come back to Trenton and, and let other people see you as that example. We need your talents. We need your, your love of life and education. So just bring, come back, visit us, and impart to us your, your knowledge. <laughs> I would just say you are the change you want to see. And so you can't complain. If you're not part of the uh, part of the help, then you're part of the problem, and you can't do it. Fantastic, Angeline Dean mm -hmm. and Princess Hoagland, Trenton Civic Trust, and my eternal family. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. We'll see you next week. <laughs>